Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. Faithful Filipino valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed and the thrilling adventure, evidence on hand. The Green Hornet strikes again. is heard every Thursday night over this station from 7.30 to 8 o'clock, followed by that famous radio team, Lum and Abner, in another one of their humorous episodes. Another popular Thursday night feature is America's Town Meeting from 8.30 to 9.30, where leading authorities discuss and debate current economic, diplomatic, and political issues. The question for discussion tonight is what to do with the atomic bomb. The speakers will be Senator Owen Brewster, Foreign Correspondent Hanson Baldwin, Commentator Raymond Graham Swing and Edward R. Murray. Don't miss this town meeting at 8.30 tonight. And now, the Green Hornet. young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, was busy in his office going over the mail with his secretary, Lenore Case. Take this one and answer it in your own way, Miss Case. Yes, sir. We'll finish these up in the morning. You can get those others out and then... Hi, Reed. Hi, Casey. Hi, barging right in as usual, huh, Axford? Sure, and I never come in here without a good reason, so what? What's on your mind, Axford? Reed, Sergeant Berg's telling me the D.A. thinks he's got together enough evidence to make a case against Blackie Dial, the big-shot gambler numbers guy. Really? Have they taken Doyle in? No, not yet. The DA is out of town a couple of days. Be back tomorrow. Then he's going to have Doyle picked up. From what I've heard, Doyle's had things pretty much his own way around the city for a long time. Yes, Miss Casey has. But he's kept within the law up to now. Well, the DA must have something good, or he wouldn't move against Doyle. Let's hope his evidence sticks, Axford. Stay on the case and follow it through. If they finally clinch a case against Blackie Doyle, that will be headline news. That evening, Blackie Doyle sat at his desk in the office of his roadhouse, talking to two of his men. 
Now, let me get this straight, Lenny. You say you heard two guys talking in your cab this afternoon? That's right, Blackie. And one told the other you had it straight from headquarters. That the DA's got enough evidence to put the finger on you. Hey, Blackie, maybe you better take it on a lamb before they move in on you. The <laughs> DA's got evidence. <laughs> don't be a fool, Red. Maybe he has got something. But I don't think he'll use it. Not when he finds out what I've got. But, Blackie, I don't think Fremont's bluffing. Shut up, Lenny. Blackie, I, I don't get what you mean when you say the DA won't... Red, do... I want to show you something. Look at this. Huh. This is a check for 31 bucks signed by... By Howard Fremont. Say, he's the DA's son, ain't he, Blackie? That's right. Paid a dinner check with that several months ago for himself and some friends. I didn't deposit it. But gee, Blackie, that's like throwing dough away. Maybe it ain't any good now. Ah, keep quiet, stupid. Blackie must have had a reason for keeping it. I did, Red. Yeah, but this won't mean anything. All he'd have to do is get those friends and prove he gave that check to pay for his debt. <laughs> now, don't you be stupid, Red. I don't intend to use that check. Well, then why'd you keep... For the signature. An expert forger like you ought to realize the value of that. Oh, now I get it. Good. We make out a big IOU. Then you can copy Howard Fremont's name to it. <laughs> and with that to hold over old man Fremont's head, I don't think we'll have to worry about any trouble from him. The following noon, Red excitedly entered Blackie Doyle's office. Hey, Blackie... I just got word the cops picked up Lenny. What? Hey, on the level. Neil Grillum sure is shooting. And if he shoots off his mouth about how he fixed that IOU you're going to hold over the DA, they'll that make it... stupid fool. Probably offered a numbers ticket or two a stoolie. Hey, what are you going to do? We're going to send our mouthpiece right down there to get him out. After I talk to him, I'll tell you what I want you to do, Red. If you do it right, we still won't have to worry. Blackie's sure right in the groove. Having a smart mouthpiece like you, Lou. Sure, sure. So what? I do my job and get paid for it. You ought to be more careful. I had a tough job getting you out. Yeah, they didn't get anything out of me. I shut up like a clam. Don't kid yourself, Lenny. If I hadn't got you out so quick, the coppers would have made you talk all right. Blackie wants you to come right on out to the roadhouse. You'll have to lay low for a while. My cab's just ahead, right where I left it. Can they take you someplace? No, nope, but I've got my own car. Okay. I'll go right out River Road to Blackie's place. Thanks for getting me out. Yeah, sure. See you again sometime. following me. I'd better go faster. He's moving up on me. I'd better let him pass. What do you know? It's Red. Hey, Red! It's me, Lenny. I... Hey, 
Hey, what are you trying to do? Red! Red! No! Late that afternoon, Britt Reed entered the Sentinel City Room. Hello, Axford. Where's Gunnigan? Uh, Gunnigan's in the composer room, Reed. He'll be right back. Say, Reed, I got something to tell you. What is it? I was just coming up to your office. You see, Sarge told me off the record that the guy who was murdered, the cab driver, was a numbers operator they picked up earlier. Is that so? Yep. And Sarge said before they got a chance to grill the mug, Blackie Doyle's liar came in and sprang him out. I see. Have they picked Doyle up? That's what I was coming up to tell you. Of course, the cops ain't got any clues to the killer, but the D.A. intended to see Dial anyway. Yes, you told me that yesterday. Well, Sarge tipped me off when Dial was in the D.A.'s office a while ago. I waited till he came out, and he was grinning like an ape, Dial was. That's strange. I thought the D.A. had enough evidence to eliminate that smile. Sure, that's what Sarge told me yesterday. Didn't you interview Fremont? Didn't he make a statement? Well, that's the funny thing. All he said was... I have nothing to say to the press right now. And that's all we got out of him. Maybe he'll give out later. You better go back and be on hand. Oh, I'm going down to Cobb's headquarters, Reed. Ain't no use going to the DA's office, though. He went home right after we saw him. He's going to do anything about Doyle. It won't be until the morning like he's not. I can't understand it. Fremont must know what he's doing. But... Well, keep me posted, Axford. I'm counting on the D.A. to use the evidence he has to indict Doyle. Sure. And Sarge says with the evidence he's supposed to have, it'll be mighty strange if he doesn't indict Blackie Doyle. He will. Don't worry about that. That evening, District Attorney Fremont sat in the study of his home looking sternly at his son, Howard, who stood before him. Howard, I want you to tell me the truth about this matter. Dad, I have told you the truth. I don't know anything about it. Well, that crook door's probably bluffing you, so... Howard, the... he showed me an IOU for $20,000 with your signature on it. $20,000? But, Dad, believe me, it can't be my signature. I never signed an IOU for Doyle or, or anyone else. I know your signature when I see it. Look, Dad, you've got to believe me. I've been out to Doyle's Roadhouse several times, but only for dinner parties. And I haven't been out there for quite some time. Sim, I believe I have evidence enough to get an indictment by the grand jury against Doyle. But if I proceed against him now, he threatens to publicize the fact that he holds an IOU for a gambling debt signed by my own son. I haven't been gambling, and I didn't sign that IOU. I'd be willing to swear I'd... I'd like to believe you but the fact remains, Blackie Doyle has that IOU, regardless of how he got it. And even if I wanted to, I, I couldn't pay it off. I, I don't have the money. Dad, what can we do? There must be some way to get... Howard, the... you're all I have. I can't have your name blackened by the widespread publicity that would follow if that matter became known. I'll try to believe you. But let me handle this my own way. Maybe if I went to... Do no, Howard. Keep away from him. 
You're too young to stand up to a tough racketeer like Doyle. I'm 21, Dad. I want I... you to promise me to keep away from Doyle. All right, Dad. If you say so. I'll find a way out of this somehow. Later that evening, Axford entered Britt Reed's outer office where Miss Case was working overtime getting out the mail. Well, well, imagine finding you working overtime, Casey. You're usually skimming out of here in the dot of six. Oh, is that so? Well, I stay until my work's done, no matter what time it is, and you know it. <laughs> you call sitting there fooling with them letters work? Sure, and if you had to keep on the go all day like I do, chasing from here to there and back again, that you'd soon have... That depends on where here and there are, Axford. You mean from one hamburger joint to another? Or maybe one bar to another? Hush, no. <laughs> Don't be insulting, Casey. Hamburgers, now and then, sure. But as for drinking, I never uh, took... Uh, 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 well, that is uh, outside of a wee bit of a snort once in a while. <laughs> I... Ah, why should I be explaining it to you, I'd like to know? Isn't he gone yet? No, go on in and bother him for a while. I've got work to do. Fooey to you, says I. <laughs> Hi, Reed. Hello, Axford. Anything new? No, I get tired of hanging around cops' headquarters, so I came back here. I was hoping the district attorney would move against Doyle tonight. But I told you we didn't expect him to do anything before morning, Reed. I know, but I thought... Yes, Miss Case? A call for Axford on line two, Mr. Reed. All right, he can take it in here. Yes, sir. There's a call for you, Axford. Uh, for me? Oh. Hello? Oh, it's you, Sarge. What's up? He did? He did? He is? Sure, sure, sure. I believe you, Sarge. Oh, off the record, eh? But suffering snake, Sarge. That's big news. Okay, okay. So long. Suffering snakes. You said that a minute ago. What's off the record? Plenty, Reed. Sarge just phoned, you know. And I he... know. Uh, sure, sure. Well, Reed... He says the D.A. was at his office for a short time a while ago and hinted that he's going to resign in the morning. Now, what do you think of that? We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. Every Friday night is the banner night for Michigan radio listeners. With six sensational radio hits running the gamut of Western, crime, humor, and sports stories. At 7.30, you hear the Western story hit of radio, The Lone Ranger, followed at 8 o'clock by Blind Date, 8.30, This Is Your FBI, 9 o'clock, Famous Jury Trials, 9.30, The Sheriff, and at 10 o'clock, Fight Night, a thrilling blow-by-blow account of the best fight of the week. Stay home Friday night with this station and enjoy an entertaining, thrilling date. And now, back to the Green Hornet. <laughs> After telling Britt Reed the off-the-record news that District Attorney Fremont was going to resign in the morning, Axford left. A short time later, Britt Reed went to his apartment, 
where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting. Britt discussed the situation with Cato. Cato, I'd like to know what's behind Fremont's decision to resign. It's very strange, Mr. Britt. Yes, but the reason must be a very strong one. He wouldn't resign just because he can't convict Doyle with the evidence he has. There must be something else. Will you think it connected with Doyle, perhaps? Yes, I do think so, Cato. The district attorney knows how to keep his mouth shut. No one can get him to give the reason if he doesn't want to do so. Maybe if Green Hornet pay him visit. I thought of that, Cato. It's worth trying. If Blackie Doyle is behind that resignation, I'd like to know it. Let's go right now. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness. District Attorney Fremont sat alone in his study. The decision to resign from office had been made after much thought. It seemed the only way to save his son from disgrace. He stared at the desk before him, unmindful of the stealthy and sinister figure which slid over the sill of the opened window and moved silently across the room. Suddenly... Good evening, Fremont. Green Hornet. Right. I came to make sure of Blackie Doyle, if you know what I mean. So that's it, huh? You're mixed in with Doyle. What if I do happen to be? It isn't enough that Doyle holds my son's IOU over my head. He has to send you here to further his purpose. Well, I refuse to deal with you, so you might as well leave. Fremont, if your son's a gambler, let him take the consequences. I believe my boy when he tells me he didn't gamble. Doyle tricked us in some way. I won't believe otherwise. Now get out. How do you know Doyle didn't send me to collect on that IOU? I won't pay a cent, much less $20,000. Now get out of here. I'll tell Doyle what you say, Fremont. Good night. At least I can put the police on his trail. Now phone Doyle and tell him if he goes too far, I'll proceed against him anyway. Leaving Fremont, Britt Reed went back to Cato, who was waiting on a dark side street in the Black Beauty. That you, Mr. Britt? Yes, Cato. I'll drive. Where will we go, Mr. Britt? Out to Doyle's Roadhouse on River Road. What you find out from Fremont? Funny. It seems that Doyle is pulling a trick of some kind on the DA. Says he has an IOU for $20,000 signed by Fremont's son. Fremont's positive the boy's not a gambler. And so am I. Then that reason Fremont decided to resign as district attorney, perhaps. I'm sure of it, Cato. Fremont's a fine man and proud of his son. He won't do anything that will cause Doyle to disgrace the boy. 
What we do at Doyle's place? Well, that remains to be seen. But we'll have to move fast. The DA is certain to call the police and tell them I'm going out there. I'd better stop on it. Hornet's on his way here to my place? Yes, and I've notified the police. You've gone too far sending that criminal to hound me. <laughs> hey, Red. Red! Come in here, quick. What's up? Plenty, listen. DA just phoned. Says a green hornet paid him a visit. And the hornet's on his way here now. The hornet? How'd he get mixed How up? How do I know? Red, we got a plan on trapping that guy. Cops are also on the way out. Say, ain't there a reward out for him? Sure, 25 grand. If we play our cards right, we'll get it. Have to think fast. I could send some of the waiters outside. Ah, now, we'll handle this alone. Look, we take this screen from in front of the safe over there, put it in the corner behind my desk, see? What for? We'll come in that door from the back hall. He won't dare to come through the club. We'll leave that door unlocked. You stand behind the screen with your rod. I haven't got it with me. Well, there's one there in the safe. It's open. Use that. I'll sit at the desk. When I call your name, let him have it as he stands in front of me. Get it? Yeah, good idea. The orchestra playing out front will keep the people from hearing the shooting. Okay. Now move the screen. We haven't much time. <laughs> when that sneaking hornet gets here, it'll be his finish once and for all. I've been here for dinner a few times. The office is on the other side. How you get in, Mr. Britt? I know there's a door into Doyle's office from the main part of the club. I think there's another entrance from the back hallway. We'll soon find out. Moving quickly and quietly, the two men approached the back of the building. With a skeleton key, Britt effected an entrance to the back hall. Must be the door just ahead. You wait outside. Risky for you to go in. I have to take the chance. Here we are. I'm not locked. Wait here. Come right in, Hornet. No need sneaking in. Well, Doyle. I'd almost say you were expecting a caller. Maybe I was. And maybe it was you I expected at that. I see. You're quite cool about it, Doyle. Especially since I hold this gun in my hand. <laughs> that gun won't do you any good. You're covered by a guy you don't see. You won't get out of here alive. Maybe we can make a deal. Nah, no deal. You're worth 35 grand to me, dead or alive. And you're easier to handle dead, Hornet. But that doesn't appeal to me, Doyle. I came about an IOU that you have. I could make good use of it. 
I have a lot of IOUs. But if you mean Fremont's, I have use for that myself. I have it right here in my pocket, too. But we've talked long enough. I don't... Don't make a move. Either of you. We both hold guns, fellow. You and I. You can do what you like with yours. But I'm going to use mine on Toya. I might have known he was mixed up with the Green Hornet. Now, hold on, Fremont. I promised my dad I wouldn't come here. When I found out he's resigning because of that IOU, I changed my mind. I'm getting you, Doyle, now. Red, look, Fremont. Look out. As Howard Fremont fell to the floor, Britt took advantage of the moment and, lunging across the desk, threw himself upon Doyle, toppling the racket over in his chair. Why, you... In a matter of seconds, Britt pulled Doyle around in front of him, then yanked him to his feet. Stand up. And remember, you have this gun on your back. Don't shoot. Tell your killer to come out and drop his gun. Red, come out. Drop your rod, Red. Ah, uh, that kid had come in would have had that hold up by now. I saw your big feet under that screen, killer. I was ready for you. I come to help. Another one. I'll give Doyle a taste of this. Now, wait, listen, Hornet. I can put you eyes to a lot of angles. Take it, Mug. No. <coughs> You're gonna get me. You not leave right now. Ah, uh, you... We can't fool with him now. Oh. Oh, that's right. Well, let's see in Doyle's pocket. Yes, here's what I want. Young fellow, what about him? Let's find out. Just a flesh wound. He'll be all right. The safe door is open. I'm going to have a look. Yeah, plenty of evidence here. You leave it here with young fellow? Yes, I... The police. They'll find everything. Come on, let's get out of here. Hurry. It was after midnight when Britt Reed sat in his living room, listening to an account of the night's events from Axford and Sergeant Burke. Sure, and I told Sarge you wouldn't mind if I brought him by for a late snack, Reed. I knew he'd want to get all the details of what happened. Glad you did come by, Axford. Just what did happen? For one thing, Mr. Reed, the DA phoned headquarters and said the Green Hornet was in cahoots with Blackie Doyle and that he was going to be at Doyle's place. So we went out there. Well, was he there? Not when we got there, Reed. But he had been there. Young Fremont said so. Young Fremont? Yeah, the DA's young son. Seems as how Doyle was trying to frame him and his dad somehow, so he got sore and went out there. That he did. And he cleaned up on Doyle and his partner before they nicked him with a bullet. We got evidence that'll really put Doyle where he belongs now. The DA is so proud of the boy, he was strutting all over the place. <laughs> Imagine that young chap facing them killers and scaring off the green hearted to boot. He must be quite a boy. That he is. And the DA isn't going to resign. Axford said he told you about that. He did mention it. Off the record, of course. Uh, did young Fremont tell you he handled the killers by himself? <laughs> no, Mr. Reed. As a matter of fact, he was trying to tell us the Hornet did it all while he was unconscious. <laughs> but, of course, we don't believe that. The Hornet would never help anybody. That he wouldn't, Sarge. There isn't a bit of good in that guy at all, says I. Oh, I wouldn't say that, Axford. After all, there's... A little bit of good, even in the worst of us, you know. No, Reed, don't tell me you'd be comparing yourself to the Green Harlot. In a way, Axford. In a way. <laughs> Listen to him, Sarge. <laughs> Sometimes he can say the silliest things just to get a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Green Hornet, Green Hornet, still it's time. Let the 
The President of the United States has proclaimed the week of October 7th as National Fire Prevention Week. Be completely prepared by having a home checkup now to eliminate all fire hazards. 90% of all home fires are caused by failure to guard against common fire hazards. Hazards such as careless smoking habits, careless use of matches, defective electric wiring and electrical appliances, defective heating equipment, and failure to protect our homes with fire-resistant roofing material which will resist chimney sparks and wind-blown firebrands. You can protect your home and family by observing the rules of fire safety now and be completely prepared for Fire Prevention Week, October 7th to 13th. Be sure and hear the Green Hornet again next week at the same time. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Bill Morgan speaking. This is the Michigan Radio Network.